0: Welcome to the Authentic Healthpreneur podcast. My name is Mirindy Leverett, healthpreneur, business strategist and intuitive, and I will be your host. In this podcast series, I will be interviewing female healthpreneurs and sharing their amazing, inspiring and motivating stories about how they started their own health business. Listen to how some of these beautiful women have overcome barriers or adversity to create their own unique health business and thrive. These women are not making millions of dollars or dominating the world, but they are certainly making a difference to their clients' lives and living their true purpose of serving and helping others in need. Also in this podcast, I will be sharing hints and tips on how to be a successful healthpreneur whilst remaining authentic when starting and running a health business. This podcast aims to inspire, motivate and educate you on all you need to know about starting, Growing and pivoting in a business as a health clinician. This podcast is available to subscribe and download via Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcast. So remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Today I am with Yolandi Perold, who is a kinesiologist, and she's here to share her very interesting story of how she changed from being an accountant to moving into working as a kinesiologist. Thanks Yolandi for joining me. Oh thank you for having me. Excellent so what I'd like you to do first is if you could just tell us a bit more about your profession of kinesiology and I guess what made you choose to become a kinesiologist.
1: Okay well I used to be um, in the corporate world in finance Um, working in various financial roles and in consulting roles as well. Um, But I've always had this um, natural ability, I guess, to draw people into my life who needed help and needed someone to talk to. And I found that all throughout my career as well, Um, and even since a child. And I've always been very sensitive to energy. So I guess you'd call me an empath. and I always felt the need to help people um, with their mental and physical health and also incorporating this natural kind of talents or abilities that I, that I had. Um, so, yeah, I guess I just had a eureka moment one day at work <laughs> and I looked up um, what kinesiolo- someone has men- mentioned kinesiology to me And I looked up what it was, and it just really resonated with me on all levels. So I thought I'd give it, like, you know, attend a course, and if it was for me, I'd continue. If not, I'll try something else. But, yeah, within the first hour of that first day of the course, (laughs) I just fell in love, and, yeah, here I am many, many years later. So that was in 2013, at the start of 2013. Um, And I gradually... um, you know, did part-time study while I changed careers as well. So it didn't just happen
0: overnight. Mm. Yeah. So um, I guess, yeah, so that's how you kind of got started. You were studying part-time whilst working.
1: Yes, that's right. So, you know, evenings, weekends, um, but it didn't feel like hard work because I really loved everything I did and it was a very hands-on course. So I met really interesting people in the course as well. Um, And it it was just really inspiring. I couldn't wait to start my own business um, and transition into a new career.
0: Excellent. So that leads on to my next question. But what, I guess, what made you decide to go out on your own and start your own business? Because I guess I just know in my own networks that I don't think there's such a thing, you know, like you've got a health clinic where you have, you know, allied health. Different allied health practitioners there, but I find kinesiologists tend to work in isolation, not so much as a multidisciplinary team. Is that correct? Or,
1: yeah, so most kinesiologists tend to um, be self-employed. Yeah, they might um, work from home or choose to rent a room in a clinic setting with other health allied, allied health practitioners. Some even rent in doctors' surgeries.
0: Okay. Um,
1: but I think the reason for that is because it's not that well known yet, especially in Brisbane. Down in Melbourne, it's you know everyone's got a kinesiologist they go to, <laughs> but it's it's not very well known, especially in certain areas in Brisbane. So to actually get into a uh, natural health clinic setting when i started out was a bit hard to do mm-hmm. um but so i started out just working from home initially and eventually i worked from a yoga studio as well so they obviously positives and negatives to both scenarios yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so i guess that's how i got started i started working for myself um and, yeah, I'm not sure how much information
0: you want. Oh, no, well, that, again, leads into my next question. So I guess what are the positives and or negatives of working for yourself, running your own business?
1: All right. So um, in terms of positives, it's obviously the flexibility because I have, a, I have a family. So you get to determine your own working hours, Um. You're in working conditions, especially if you choose to work from home or even where you choose to work. Um, You get to choose the type of people you work with because you get to choose your clients, um, whether you want to, you know, you can decide what type of people you want to see as well. Um, And you get to initiate and implement change, something I'm quite passionate about and I help people with change in their life as well. So, I, yeah, I, I really enjoy working for myself. I think it depends on your personality type as well. Some people like, you know, the nine to five type of scenario and, you know, where you switch off and you go home, you've got a different life. But people like myself who enjoy change and um, various different experiences, I find like, you know, a little bit of the day working and then you do something else and then you work again, Um you know, different aspects of your business. One bit might be client facing and then you do your business administration, um, advertising and another time of the day. Um, so yeah, I'm a type of person who likes variety. So that suits me really well. In terms of negatives, um, when people start out with their own business, I think <laughs> they <laughs> underestimate, um, especially in the health industry. You've got... You associate work with the amount of time you spent with a client, I find. But I'd say a good quarter to a third of your time is spent on other things, you know, business development, finance, if you're doing all this stuff yourself, if you're not outsourcing, um, taking bookings, um, just other things that are involved in running a business. Um, so I do think unless you're really good with time management and planning your time and sticking to it, it can result in a lot of extra hours that's unforeseen and you can burn out if you don't practice self-care. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not sure if I understand myself. Totally.
0: (laughs) Totally. I think it seems to be the running theme with everyone I'm interviewing. Um, Yeah. You think because you are running for yourself, you have, you know, well, not limited income, but you're still growing so you don't want to spend that income on have someone else do it and because you want to learn all the in inning work inner workings of a business i think people want to have a go at doing some stuff themselves just to see how it goes yeah so i think it is relevant but i was going to say with your accountancy background (laughs) wouldn't bookkeeping be one of your (laughs) amazing skills (laughs) yes it's a (laughs) it's a great advantage but also a curse
1: because I find I just want to do my own books because yeah. I can. Yeah. But then again, it's time-consuming, whereas you, if you hand it over to someone else, you know, you'll have to pay money, but you free up more time for yourself. So that's actually one of the things I'm looking at at the moment after all these years, um, you know, just looking at the business and go, okay, what can I actually hand over? Yeah. To create more time for client contact time or for self-care as well. Um, Yeah. And I guess the the other thing people should be aware of that if you work for yourself, if you don't work, you don't earn an income um, unless you have a passive income stream set up in whatever work you do. Um, So that just adds a little bit of pressure as well, especially if you've got a family, you know, if your children get sick or school holidays, that type of thing. But I wouldn't change what I do for the world because I love what I do. And I think the positives um, just outweigh the negatives yeah yourself
0: totally totally awesome so I guess I want to know thinking back to when you started out on your own what do you wish you had have known then that you know now
1: (laughs) well it was a bit of a journey because you have to remember I I came from management consulting background at the time you know flying out to mines um, consulting to big mining companies in town um, mm-hmm. So very goal oriented project management oriented smart goal <laughs> Yeah, I approached the whole thing both with a very technical accounting background what of view. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have any business. And I just could not understand it. I'm like, I'm doing everything right. I'm doing everything everyone says. And then I came to this realisation a few months down the track um you know this is as I was transitioning so I was learning in chemistry and accounting, and I'm like hang on my new career is all about energy and removing blockages and calling in abundance and positive things into your life and what am I doing I'm blocking this so yep. <laughs> if I could go back right to the beginning I would have done what I'm doing now so I've changed my and I'm, I'm happy to share this because I've helped so many clients just sharing this mm-hmm. um I had to really rethink what I want in my business. So, for example, I started off having a specific demographic, you know, an age range. This is the type of conditions I'm going to work with. These are the type of people, very specific. The number of clients a week and all those things. And they're all great, but it got me nowhere. So I thought, okay, let's just make it a bit more abstract, but end goal orientated. So I changed it to... I want to help people that are ready to be helped. Yeah. And I want people who are willing to put in the effort to actually achieve their health. Yeah. And I want to see clients that I know I'm able to help based on my knowledge and experience so that there's a difference when they walk away from the consultation. And I took away like the demographic and age bracket that I want to help. And I just said, anyone, anyone who needs help, but that's ready, that's willing and um, that I'm able to help. And not only that, I was thinking, okay, so from a business model point of view, you know, how much income do I need to earn? Mm -hmm. Um, But I approached it differently. Instead of saying I need to see so many clients a week, I said, right, I only want to attract clients who will commit to at least three sessions with me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Per year. And not only that, I want these clients to have such a great experience and profound change that they would refer me to at least three people in their life, whether that converts into client consultations or not. I just want to get the word out there. Because something I didn't realize back then that I know now is that in the health industry and especially in um, natural health, it's all about word of mouth. Yeah. Because the type of clients that end up with kinesiologists have tried everything in the medical world, the Western world. They've even tried other allied health practitioners. And then someone mentioned to them, oh, I saw this kinesiologist and, you know, my life changed. My condition has improved. So they've got nothing to lose by the time they really get to us. Yeah, <laughs> So they're willing to do anything. Um, yeah. So and. That's where why it's so important to, you know, deliver a good service because your business will grow through word of mouth of those people. And, yeah, I did various things down the track that I didn't do at the beginning, and I'm happy to share that as well. So I offered free kinesiology consultations to other allied health practitioners yeah. that I knew had a good client database. Yeah. Um, and then they started referring some of their clients or patients to me. And then that got everything rolling. Yeah. Um, But before that, I was handing out flyers. I was putting out business cards and that didn't deliver anything. No. No clients. Also, um, to grow my database of clients, I offered um, a discount to each client who referred someone and it converted into an actual consultation. So they got a discount on their next session, which worked really well. Some people was like collecting it like the stamps at coffee shops. <laughs> As <laughs> but some great. do, yeah. yeah. And also email campaigns. Um, in the beginning, I didn't do them, but when I did start doing them, I found that, you know, your clients actually like to hear from you, know mm-hmm. what, what's been going on. They want to learn. They want to improve. And that always converted into more bookings. And I also realized that people like to invest in their health. Um, or the type of clients that I 'm after, so I started offering a package like a three session package and a discounted price, just to secure that you know that goal I had of seeing a client three times a year. yeah yeah, and that that went really really well. so I just thought i 'd share this with with the listeners, yeah I mean, each business is different um, but that that really worked for me, and if I could start all over again, I would have implemented all of that in the beginning. But yeah. I guess you, you learn as you go and you try different things.
0: <laughs> well, that's it. And like you said, you do what everyone else is doing. And back years ago, that's had what you had to rely on was the flyers, newspaper, you know, adverts, business cards. But talking about, you know, giving another health clinician a free session, I think is amazing because like you said, they got to experience your service and if they liked it, loved it they would then say to their own clients hey i've had a session with this kinesiologist i can highly recommend them because you're not going to recommend someone if you don't know how they work or yeah how their service works so yeah i think that's a great one to do especially if you can't even pronounce
1: kinesiology i still struggle
0: (laughs) (laughs) and to be honest i
1: i still struggle explaining what it is because it's it's such an it can help with so many different conditions that it's yeah. hard to just, you know, have it in a one little elevated speech. Um, and that's why I found if someone's experienced it, they often say, I can't explain it, but you have to go. That's what I hear
0: from clients. Yeah. And, well that um, yeah. I found yeah. that with Bowen therapy as well. You can't yeah. really explain how it works until you have it done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, awesome. Excellent. So you've given us given our listeners some tips are there any other tips or advice that you would give to other female health clinicians thinking of starting their own health business I'd say go for it yeah um, but you have to be committed you have to be
1: really passionate about what you're doing um, for all the reasons we've already spoken about you know the positives and negatives um, I think time management is really important and this is where my background as a project is come in really helpful you know um yeah just just realizing that a good quarter or third of your time will be spent on non-client contact time and to kind of budget that into your week Um, i also find if you have a type of business where you have one-on-one client time and if you are like me who just wants to help everyone yeah you actually need to have a really good talk to yourself And figure out what is a good balance for you to still help as many people as you can, but still have time for yourself for self-care. Because self-care is so important when you work in the health industry. Because you're in in the kind of job of giving and being of service, which is fantastic if that's the type of thing you're into. But the reality is you need to set time aside to fill up your own bucket as well. Yeah. And for example, I do that through meditation and spending time in nature or listening to music. Everyone's got their own thing that recharges them. Yeah. But I'd say establish how many clients realistically you can see per week. Yeah. Plus the admin on top of that and your family life and self care. Yeah. And I would totally recommend a mentor in your life, even two. Yeah. Especially on business mentoring, if you start out, you're clueless and you can save so much time. If you actually, and I've got really good mentors in my life, um, business mentors, mentors in my field. And it's really good to just, you know, have that one on one time once a month or so to just touch base and go, look, this is where I'm at. Do you have any ideas? Because you've got all the experience. Um, and it just, it's just someone else to talk to because it can get lonely working by yourself as well, yeah. if that's what you're doing. And I'd also say to join a network of professionals that do what you do as well just to create that um, sense of community
0: yeah totally because it is all about I guess community and when you work in solo or isolation you do lose that connection with people don't you yes yeah well I'm not going to ask about the question about how you manage work life because you've just literally told us that so thank you (laughs)
1: Well, it's a work in progress. <laughs> I, well,
0: it, it's something you have to work on all the time. I don't think it's something that is set in stone because, again, as you know, your children get older or, you know, things change in your life, um, your work-life balance kind of shifts as well, I believe.
1: Yes, and, and things are seasonal. Even, you know, if I, throughout all the years I've seen patterns, you know, busier time of years, especially leading up to Christmas, From yeah. From say end of August to December, it's just crazy busy in my industry for what I see as very obvious reasons, you know, end of year fatigue, people are going, oh, we need to spend time with family. So there are definitely um, patterns. Yeah. Um, and you, And you can work around that once you know when your busy season is to take some time off when it's not your busy season.
0: Yeah. Excellent. So the next question I'm going to ask is how did COVID-19 affect your business and was it in a good or a bad way? And did you have to pivot or maybe recreate yourself because of the lockdowns? Well, that's quite interesting. Um, so I had to
1: pivot because we couldn't have face-to-face client contact. Um I was quite fortunate. I've got clients in different parts of the world in Australia. So I was already quite experienced in doing consultations via phone. And in kinesiology, we, we've got certain techniques that we get taught so that we can do kinesiology via phone um, through energy work. Um, so I guess I had that tool up my sleeve, but I guess the challenge was to convince existing clients and even new clients um, that you can do kinesiology by the phone so at first it was really slow but once people got really desperate yeah they were just like okay i'm in <laughs> yeah and once they started ex- and again it's a bit like the word of mouth once i started experiencing like oh i still get the same result if it's by a phone consultation you know then they're more likely to book a follow up one because some of my clients and and i try to sell it as this as well it's actually easier for them to have phone consultations because um, they don't have to take time off work and the travel time. Yeah. So some of the clients that I used to see face-to-face and then on the phone still prefer to just do phone consultations for that reason. Yeah, and um, I guess, and this is the, the not-so-nice part, but it's beneficial for my business, is COVID itself. Obviously, I've been helping quite a few clients who've had COVID Mm -hmm. um, via distance and telephone consultations. But also, um, yeah, I guess with the vaccine rollout, the the various mental and physical health effects of that that started appearing. And so I've been really helping a lot of clients through that as well. So it's kind of... um, Created more business, but at the same time, it took a while to get there, if that makes sense, to build that trust that you can do it by phone.
0: Yeah, I, I found that the same with lots of other people. People were too scared of phone or even Zoom or that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, once they had a go at it, yeah, they fell in love with it and, yeah, finding some people, yeah, like you said, due to reduced travel time or it means then you expand your... Um, reach of clients um, meaning that you can not just service your local area excellent so what does the future hold for you and your business do you still have business ideas you want to implement um yes i'm at the point where i just um
1: there's huge demand for kinesiology services at the moment and I guess my next step will be is trying to do something where I can reach more people at the same time. Um, because I mean, you, you only have so much time in a day, Yeah. but there's so many people that need help. So I guess that's where I'm going to focus on next as well.
0: Excellent. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Um, do you just want to let everyone know your business name and where we can Maybe find you hanging out online? Yeah, thank you. Um, so, my business
1: name is Violet Pear. So, Violet like the color and Pear like the
0: fruit. That's
1: a different story. <laughs> <laughs> so, and my website is word.com.au And you can read all about me and what kinesiology is all about, what you can expect in a typical kinesiology session, as well as my contact details. And like I say, I mainly do phone consultations at the moment, but I'm based in Red Hill in Brisbane.
0: Excellent. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. And um, if people want to reach out to you, you've got the links to Yolandi. Um, yeah, but thanks again. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.